Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes. Basically, it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. Welcome to TV at My Brain, the official TV podcast of Court of Parts, the Cobra Kai edition. I'm your host, Peter, also host of Postalgic. And I'm Tom, co-host of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. And we are here to discuss episode two, Strike First. So uh, another good episode. We're just going to jump right into it since we are going to be covering all 10 episodes individually. Uh, with this one here, we start off with a little montage. Um, I don't even want to call it that, but you know... Daniel wakes up, has his cup of coffee. It might as well be like a Folgers commercial, really. Uh, but we get to see how the family unit at home is. You know, they're very, they're very comfortable, aren't they? Absolutely. He is literally living the dream. Uh, and, and real quick, I, I got to say that it was a great little pun with the song title. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I think they do that throughout the show. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah, this one was... Um... A, Ain't that uh, a kick in the head? Frank, yeah, Frank Sinatra, right? Yeah, no, no, I think that's no. Dean Martin. Oh, Dean Martin. Okay, I don't know my Rat Pack uh, voices. Uh, they they all sound the same to me. Um, but you know, I I liked it, and I think you get that almost with every episode. I was gonna start something where um, I would just kind of bring up like, hey, this is the '80s rock song that they threw in today. Um, this episode, I don't know if they had a rock song, but it's something that I thought about doing and ended up not doing. Because uh, I know kind of in the middle, they don't really go away from that, but they start kind of incorporating some of the original music a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was a, a nice touch. And, um, and also we find out that his wife, Amanda, also works with him. So, you know, it's a family business, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Daniel pulls up to a light, and he sees that the Cobra Kai Dojo has been reopened, or at least a new location, because uh, I think I did see somewhere that the original location is in Van Nuys. I don't know how far that is from Reseda, so I think we're it's safe to assume that this is you know a new location, but Daniel I don't has, know. I don't no? know, because the flyers that uh, pop up later say that it's in Van Nuys. Oh, is that so right? It okay. might be. Okay. That is weird because cause this is Reseda, right? So, I mean, obviously, uh, Tom, I don't know how much you know about California. I, I don't know very much. So I don't know if like Van Nuys and Reseda, if, are those city names or is one like a neighborhood? I that, couldn't tell you. Yeah. Kind of interesting. I'm going to have to plead ignorance on that yeah, one. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, so it could be the same one. And it kind of looks like it too. Obviously, if that's what they were trying to do, they dressed it up like the original as well. Mm -hmm. But seeing the Cobra Kai logo, the dojo, I think Daniel has a little PTSD here. I think Daniel needs to mind his own business. <laughs> he kind of does, right? Uh, but yeah, obviously he's uh, he's got some issues here. He does, but you know what? Get over it. It's been thirty-four years. You won. Yeah, you, you have... You're continuing to win. Mind your own goddamn business, Daniel. <laughs> you have uh, a beautiful family, a very nice house, uh, a nice business. You're living good. 
like let it go you know exactly go, go watch frozen and take some notes uh so <laughs> so we got johnny he's training miguel and they're kind of going over some of the basics like you know don't talk to them unless you're spoken to but johnny kind of goes from like zero to 60 rather quickly <laughs> yes he does i feel like he's kind of been waiting for a while to kind of kind of like you know use the karate again because he just like he just like throws miguel onto the floor mm-hmm uh, I, I think it's more about, at this point with Johnny, it's more about uh, power and dominance than teaching. I, I, I can see that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Miguel's got a little bit of asthma. You know, he mentions, uh, you know, he says as such uh, after getting punched by Johnny. And Johnny's like, I don't allow weakness. You know, leave all the uh, peanut allergies and all that stuff out of here. And Miguel's like, oh, that, those are real medical issues. <laughs> yeah, it, it just goes to show that Johnny is hilariously ignorant. Yeah, he really is, and um, this is well, one of my uh, favorite moments, too, in this episode. Yeah, Johnny, he, he's just, you know, using words, right? And Miguel's like, oh, isn't that, like, genderizing? And it's something that uh, Miguel's counselor told him at school. Johnny's like, no more listening to your counselor. Listen to your sensei. Uh, do 50 <laughs> push-ups on your knuckles. <laughs> like That's punishment. I just thought it was funny. I was like, it's just, again, kind of adding into, like, that dominance. Like, you know, this is what I used to do, so you're going to do it, too. Well, that and you could tell that Miguel is making him feel like a moron by introducing him to a word that you know he's never even heard before, let alone knows the meaning of. And so that's why he's punishing him. Not that he's being defiant, but because he's making him look like an idiot. Right. And those are some of the best moments in the show, too, is, you know, that naivete about Johnny, you know, and uh, the, the the modern world, I guess, you know, since he's such a man stuck in the 80s still. So a man from the city shows up. Uh, he just wants to make sure things are up to code, but Johnny's all like, oh, you ready to kick some ass, maybe lose that gut? <laughs> hey, you know what? He's a businessman. He's got to sell uh, He's got to sell those classes somehow. You know, I got to give it to Johnny, though. I mean, this is, uh, I, I would call this a minor spoiler, a spoiler, but Johnny's pretty good of hearing, like, the door open, you know? So he's always, like, greeting who, whoever's coming through the door. You yes. know what I mean? So that comes uh, comes up later on in this episode. But um, I like it when the guy leaves. The He's all like, oh, hey, cool rattlesnakes looking at the logo on the wall. And uh, <laughs> Johnny's yeah. like, it's, it's a cobra. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm such an idiot. Because, you know, because it says Cobra Kai. He's like, Cobra K. And walks out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, as a, uh, as a uh, waspy white dude, that is probably accurate. I liked it. It, it was pretty yes. funny. Um so the the Russos, they are members of a country club now. I'm forgetting because you know obviously you and I we we both binged this so some things may run in together and let's be honest this is just one big movie because it really it's, is. It's so continuous. You know n- none of these are standalones at all. You mm-hmm. you really have to watch the entire show. But Antonio, is this the first time he's introduced? I was did we meet him last episode? I believe it is. Okay, so Antonio, he is Daniel's uh, youngest son. I think he's only got the two, uh, Samantha and Antonio, and and he's a little shit. He really is. I was about to get to that. Like, how? Where did where did they go wrong with this guy? I don't honestly, and we'll get to it later. I think that uh, the Larusos are overindulgent parents. Okay, and uh, it's not. I shouldn't say this because I don't have children myself, but if you, I've noticed that if you really overindulge kids, 
you shouldn't be surprised if they turn out to be little shits. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not going to speak ill of my youngest son, but I do have a, a, a five-year-old and a kid in high school. They are both very different in terms of personality. I can see a little bit of uh, my five-year-old in Antonio here. Oh, he no. can, He kind of talks to his grandparents like that. He'd be like... He would be like, hey, Grandma, you know, can you give me something to drink? You know, uh, it may not speak it in the or uh, ask in the nicest of way. And then we'll have to like, hey, did you say please? You know, something like that. But I kind of blame his grandparents because when he's over there, they just let him play on the iPad all day. Mm. You know, and, and my son doesn't really hide it, too. Like he he is funny because he doesn't know how to keep a secret. You know, he'll actually tell us like <laughs> that's what he does over there. But he knows that that's not what we want to hear. So that's kind of like Antonio, except for he doesn't care, you know. Um, he's all like, Dad, you know, I want a drink. So Daniel's like, oh, let's go over to the bar and get it. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get the introduction of Aisha. She'll be a recurring character on the show here. Um, she appears to be biracial. Her her father, I, I guess. I, I don't know if this is his character on the show, but I... I don't think it's a spoiler because it's just something that it does get mentioned later on and we can kind of assume. So they, they're they a family that come from money as well, but uh, her dad, I guess, is a football player. Okay. So, I, I, so, I don't know if I picked up on that or if I just kind of went over my head, but I yeah, can see that. Yeah, he, uh, he, I think he's a football player for the Chargers and I don't know if he's fictional or it's just something they threw in for the show uh, because there's... There's some basketball reference later on as well, and they they drop a name of a real basketball player. So I don't know if this guy's an actor or an actual football player. So listen, you you tell us. You know we don't know football, <laughs> so we're very much like uh, Bobby Boucher's mother here. <laughs> well, maybe not so much. I, I'm totally joking. But <laughs> as I say, we can at least pronounce the word football. <laughs> yeah, we 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 say it correctly. Um, Aisha, she asks the Larusos, like, "Hey, where's Samantha? I haven't seen her all summer." And you can see it in Amanda's face. Like, she doesn't want to hurt Aisha's feelings. So she's like, oh, she's, you know, with her grandmother or something. Um, so they kind of drop the grandmother, you know, who knows? Maybe she'll show up sometime. We don't know. And um, Daniel's like, what's going on? Why did you say that? And Amanda's just like, well, I, I don't want to tell her about her new friends. And I don't know. What do you think about that? Not being honest. Um. Again, I think that they're overindulging their children. Yeah, and I think uh, not only are the little Larusso shits, but I think uh, their friends are too. They can't be even if they mean well, you know. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, they aren't they aren't purposefully spoiling their children. I don't think. Right, they're not being malicious or anything like that. It's just it's, it's one of those things, you know. They're 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 privileged at this point, and they don't see you know any harm doing. Yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Daniel. Even though he plays the game of, hey, I came from a rough background and I grew up on uh, the poor side of the tracks, I think he's kind of forgotten that in his actions. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, maybe sometimes you need a bit of a, a reminder, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so Daniel, you know, tells uh, Amanda about Johnny and she remembers him as a, as a pretty boy. It's funny because I'm like... Did, has she seen his face? Because Daniel's like, I don't remember calling him pretty. But so I wonder if like uh, 
did Amanda go to school with them, you know, and she kind of vaguely remembers Johnny or did she see a picture? I was going to say, Daniel seems like the type of person that would keep uh, photos of the All-Valley Tournament littered <laughs> all throughout the house. He's got a shrine. He's got exactly. a shrine from, yes. from that. Uh... So I'm sure that he pointed out the guy whose face he kicked to her many, many, many times throughout the years. Yeah, he'll point out the face and this is right where I kicked him. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Antonio interrupts asking, where's the drink? You know, from uh, uh, out of the frame. So kind of oh, I funny. Hate, I hate Antonio. <laughs> do you? What, okay, let, let me ask this now. Uh, what do you think about Antonio's character? I think his whole his whole character is to kind of serve how disconnected Daniel is, uh, and how much he has changed. But if you were to take that kid on his own, I would not want to deal with that kid at all. I would just pass him off to the next sap. Yeah, the um I w- what I take from his character is, you know, it kind of reminds me a lot like, well, first off there's always this, you know, s- s- um sibling rivalry, but also like this movie, uh the, the original Karate Kid in a way, most uh, both movies I'm forgetting when the third one came out. Was that early 90s, I think? 89. But um one of the things that I remember about movies from the 80s is that there's always that little brother that's a bit of a little shit. That's true. And I think that's Antonio. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true, but they really drive that point home with Antonio. Yeah, just the ultimate troll, this kid. To the point where I want Aisha just to give him a, a just one roundhouse <laughs> to the jaw. Just or, to show or his a tackle. face up. Or yeah. a tackle, you know? You know? So, let's see, um, we go back to Johnny and Miguel, and we uh, see a little unorthodox training. Um, he's cleaning the floor. Uh, taking care of loose wires, <laughs> a little dangerous. And, you know, I can understand that because we've seen Johnny work with uh, wiring, you know, in the previous episode. Not very good, that guy. So Not only that, but hey, I don't want to be the one getting burned when the <laughs> when it gets shorted out. You know, because I'm sure Johnny doesn't have the right equipment or the right protection to wear while handling such a thing. So, yeah, let, let the kid do it. Let him earn his keep. But, no, <laughs> it, I thought it was just such a great parody of the whole training montage uh, with the original Karate Kid with the wax on and wax off. Is there any way you want me to go ahead and uh, wash these windows, Sensei? I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's a great line, and that's one of the um, moments that they show in the in the, the season trailer as mm-hmm. well. Great moment. Um, Miguel gets a call from his mom, and she doesn't know about the whole karate deal. You know, probably just a little overprotective, and she thinks that he's on the debate team. Uh, and Johnny's like, well, what about your dad? And it gets a little awkward because Miguel's like, well, you know, I, my, my, my dad left when I was uh, really young. And Johnny changes the subject. He, he he senses that it's definitely a sore spot. And obviously, we kind of saw his um, rela- relationship with his stepfather, Sid, in the previous episode as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it, everything is just, after a while, it just seems like it's just piling up for the poor guy. For who's that, Miguel? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So Samantha is having a pool party uh, at the house. You know, these are her new friends, um, and I kind of took notice. I, I don't, I don't know if this was a decision by the actress or the filmmakers if it's purposeful, but um, she's actually the only one wearing like a t-shirt over her bathing suit. Um, I kind of dug into it a little bit, and I feel that maybe she's still, 
you know, a little conservative. You know, she was very good friends with Aisha. So she's kind of new to this clique, right? You know, these. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that has more to do with it than, than anything. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was a nice touch. Um, but the parents come home. The, uh, Daniel's not happy because uh, I guess all the guys are also wearing his swimming trunks. A little weird, but can you can I, you blame him for not being happy? No, I I completely agree with him. And did he overreact? Well, no. Yeah, and see, and that's the thing. I probably react the very same way. And you know what? I might have been a little worse. Exactly. Yeah. So, but Amanda, she has a talk with them. It's like, look, I remember what it was, uh, what it was like, you know, with the the popular kids and and all that. So here it is again, an example of her, you know, trying to be the straight person. So I get it from both sides, but in my opinion, I don't think Daniel was overreacting. But maybe that says something about me as a father. No, I think if anything, he was underreacting, especially in the follow up, where he's the one cleaning up after the party. Yeah, I mean, there's one kid that comes out like after everyone been kicked out. He's all, he comes out of the bathroom, he's like skinny dips and bong ribs. Probably took like a big dump, you know, in the bathroom. He's like, where did everybody go? <laughs> oh. I thought that was kind of funny. Again, the solution to the situation is a roundhouse kick. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, thrown into the pool. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so, something like that. So Daniel, uh, he walks by this um, this, this room. Uh, you know, it's got a bunch of stuff in it, and it, it apparently it used to be a dojo. You know that uh, he had there at the home, um, and so it's a little flashback of young Samantha. You know, so uh, apparently Daniel's been training her, and he does like the whole you know karate is here, it's here and here, and so that's what Miyaki did with him. Do you mm-hmm. kind of remember that scene from the first Karate Kid? Oh, absolutely. And do you, okay, so when Daniel points at her tummy, she's like, my tummy? Do you remember what that part was about? I thought he said that, Miyagi said that karate is never in the fists. Uh, That part I don't recall, but that very scene from the first movie, Daniel was, um, they were kind of talking about like, I, I think Daniel asked Mr. Miyagi, what, what color belt do you have or whatever? Or What kind of belt, that you, belt do you have? And he's like, uh... A canvas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot where he gets it from. Maybe J.C. Penney or something like that. So that was the last part where he goes, you know, Daniel, it's it's uh, not here, you know, and it's pointing at his belt. But Samantha takes it as like, oh, you're pointing at my tummy. So I thought it was kind of nice that they brought that in there, but they didn't, you know, I, I think for those that don't remember... You're kind of like, wait, was that last part that was a little weird? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because he points at the tummy, not her belt. So, Well, I, I think it just kind of serves to show that Daniel's really trying to pass on what he learned Miyagi to other people. Everything. And Yeah. And uh, for a while, Samantha was interested, but like a lot of kids, she grows up and her interests change. And so Daniel's holding on to all this knowledge that he can't really give to the next generation yeah yeah and um so after this sam is video chatting with her friends and probably podcasting i don't know <laughs> uh daniel comes in and excuses himself because you know he he didn't want to interrupt and i kind of like this moment she goes oh no 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 dad go ahead stay you know so she gets off with her friends and then she apologizes for the party and so i thought this was a nice moment too because you're like hey you know what she's actually a good daughter yeah, you know what? She still needs to be punished. Sure. And I don't know. I, I still, in my opinion, like, I, I think the fact that she acknowledged that what she did was probably not the, you know, the the best idea and apologized first. I thought that was nice. 
So I think that's kind of one thing that we preach to our kids. It's like, well, you, if you know that you did wrong and own up to it before we have to yell at you to apologize, that's going to help you out a little bit better. You still make it yeah. punished depending on what the situation is. I mean, if you think about it, I didn't really look around in that particular scene, but it, it kind of was just a bunch of kids swimming, right? Like I, I think aside for the one one that was probably high, I think all the kids were actually just hanging out really. You know, and the only thing was that she didn't ask, uh, Samantha didn't ask for permission to have the pool party. And this is where the homeowner in me just kind of gets <laughs> gets the hairs on the back of your neck going on. Because let's say somebody uh, tries to do a, a high risk flip into the pool, hits his head on the 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 side, uh-huh. and has to go to the hospital. Daniel's liable for it. I can ba- see that. Bottom I don't know. line is, ask permission, kid. Yeah. Let mom and dad be there. I get that. And bring uh, your own goddamn swim trunks. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, it was probably last minute. You know, she may want to, um, you know, make a little. Oh, she's definitely trying to make an impression. There you go. Thank you. She's trying to make an impression. So, hey, I, I got a pool at the house. You guys want to come over? They're probably like, well, we don't have swim trunks. She's like, it's cool. I, you know, we have some you guys can wear. That's probably all it was. And as a uh, fellow fat guy, let's be honest. <laughs> The guy that came out of the bathroom, there's no way he's fitting into Ralph Macchio's trunks. The, those should have been, you know what? Maybe they're Antonio's. Okay. Okay. I, I, I can that, buy that. That was mean. That was mean. But <laughs> but, but I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to explain something. You know, maybe it was Antonio's. <laughs> All right. So uh, Samantha tells him a little bit about Kyler. You know, and they kind of been you know texting each other, and Daniel's just like. Well, basically, he's just like, hopefully it's not sexting. You know, she's like, oh, God, no, no. You know, so um, even she's kind of grossed out by that. And I thought that was genuine. So I think we're we're, we're kind of getting a lot with very little with uh, Samantha here. I mm-hmm. think I think so far she seems to be a very uh, good girl. Um, so Daniel suggests, hey, invite him over for dinner. You know, so that was nice of him. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think a lot of it has to do with. She's trying to be the cool kid, but she's not ready to be that kind of cool kid. Right. And we I think we we may see some some of that, you know, mm-hmm. in the next few episodes. So, um yeah, I'll, I'll save some more comments uh, for uh future episodes uh, about her character though. I I do like her as a character. Um and also, do you I I think she kind of reminds me of a young Amelia Clark. Remind me again of who Amelia Clark is? Uh, Daenerys uh, Targaryen. Okay, yeah, I could see that. You know, brunette, uh, blue eyes, and her face kind of looks like it. Yeah, I could see that. She could be like a little sister uh, on Game of Thrones. <laughs> like a sister that came out of nowhere. Hey, where where you been for the last eight ep- uh, seasons? Would that make her the aunt of dragons? The who? What now? Uh, the- yeah, the aunt of dragons. There you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Somebody's got to make a meme. <laughs> there you go. So... We get the first day of school, maybe, you know, Miguel, uh, it's lunchtime, he's looking for a place to sit, and he meets Dimitri and Eli. Uh, Eli, you know, he's this kid, uh, a few words, and he's got a bit of a uh, deformity on his lip there, and um, Miguel sees Sam and the girls, and Dimitri tells him, basically, not to waste his time. I have to admit, when I first saw that, I, I didn't know it was a deformity on his lip, I thought it was a bloody nose. Because everybody remembers the kid in high school and junior high and all that whose nose would just start bleeding at the drop of a hat. That's why I honestly thought it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, how did you uh, watch these? 
I watched him uh, chronologically on my television. Oh, okay. Uh, so did I. I. I asked because, like, uh, maybe if you watched it on your phone, it might be kind of harder to see some details. So uh, that's interesting that that you thought that. I, I'm not sure what I thought it was, and I don't know. I think. Well, when I first watched it, I binged it, so I didn't put too much thought into a lot of things, you know. So I just kind of watched it. So I think when it was revealed, I was just like, "Oh, that's what that is," you know. Yeah, one of those yeah, same here. for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Sam. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So let's talk a little bit about the girls. Uh, Yasmin, right? She goes by Yaz. Uh, she's the the blonde girl. I think I I don't know if this is intentional, but I feel that she's supposed to be. Or at least kind of remind us of the um, Rachel McAdams character from The Hot Chick, you know, because she's also blonde, mean. And that's kind of what I took, you know, I was just like, oh, that's that character. She's just that mean, popular girl, you know. And then we got this other girl named Moon, a little bit more free spirited, which we'll find out a little bit later. But that's the other girl that uh, Samantha hangs out with. Real quick, why would anybody allow themselves to be called Yaz? I'm not sure. Does that is that slang for anything bad? Uh, I'll, I'll send you a picture. It's uh, the name of a banned birth control pill that was literally killing people. <laughs> okay, maybe that's why. <laughs> it's possible. Or uh, her parents were fans of uh, Baywatch. It's possible. Yeah, I, but I still, think that's what yes? that. Yeah, but what do you call her? The mean. How about Yazzie? Yasmin? You can call you can call her. You know how kids are. They always, uh, you know, okay, your name is Thomas. You go by Tom. It's the same thing. I, oh, man. People call me Pete. Uh, either way, I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm laying this at the feet of Yaz's mom and dad. Yeah. I, I think maybe Yazzie. Do you, you know, think? I, I, no, because then you'll uh, have her be called, you know, like uh, Yazzie Jeff or something like that. Or yeah. I, Do you I don't think know they named her after that pill? I, I doubt it, but you I know, don't think any the, kids the, their that age... pill got banned, uh-huh. and so they're kind of naming her Yaz in honor of, oops, we don't have our pill anymore. Perhaps. Perhaps. I think I, I think I need to get over the whole Yaz thing. Y- yeah, well, because my thing is, <laughs> y- you brought up, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff. I don't know if kids that age would, would get that, you know uh, what I mean? Okay, okay. I just, but, uh, yes, I am old. I know that, but still... <laughs> But if they even drop that reference, let's just, you know, let's uh, give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that they call her, you know, uh, DJ Yazzy Yef. Well, Will Smith is an executive producer. There you so, go. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, I like this scene because, again, we've kind of been talking about Samantha. Uh, Yasmin says that Eli looks like he went down on a lawnmower. And Sam's like, you know, she kind of chuckles. It, it is kind of mildly funny. But even she says that's mean, you know. And then... Yasmin calls Aisha Fuglisha, and we we get the sense here Sam's not cool with this, you know. But she's kind of a, in a hard spot, you know. She just met some new friends; they're popular, and these people are talking about other kids, and, and you know, not very nice in in the culture now where bullying is so so prevalent, you know. And um, I, I think this is definitely a theme in this show as well. Honestly, I thought it was handled correctly where clearly samantha is not cool with this but she's still trying to make an impression on her new friends she wants to say something to stand up but she just can't 
I, I thought that was handled fairly well, actually. Yeah, I think that's very realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Miguel decides that he's going to strike first, right? He's a cobra, and uh, he he wants to go talk to Sam, but she gets cock or he gets cock blocked by Kyler. What do you think of this Kyler kid? You know who he sounds like? He sounds mm. like John Cho. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, I kind of feel bad for a lot of the actors portraying these kids because there's going to be so much hatred aimed <laughs> at these kids. Uh. There's nothing redeemable about Kyler. You know, he's just a little bastard. He's a mean bully. He's got one of those stupid yuppie names. I hate his name. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those that uh, Tyler is the basis for Kyler, Ryler, Myler, Pyler. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of those. And Kyler seems to be the the really common one. Yeah, um, but I feel like a lot of these kids, they have names that are very common, you know, this day and age. You know who, which character he reminded me of? Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Leave It to Beaver, but uh, he reminded me of Eddie Haskell. When he's when he's around the parents, he is just the sweetest boy. You would trust him with everything in the world. And as soon as the parents walk out of the room, he flips a switch and is just the biggest coldest bastard you could imagine oh yeah that's that's totally a trope i i I feel like i've seen characters like that in all types of tv shows Mm -hmm. brady bunch probably had one partridge family and all that um yeah there's always there's always that that kid i I, I can totally see that to a t yeah absolutely so johnny uh we get a scene here johnny teaches uh the cobra strike right this is uh with that the training dummy here uh tells him to punch through as if you're trying to hit someone behind the dummy and we see that there's definitely uh, some aggression here with Miguel, and he pictures Kyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it is. I, I think there's a lot of rage, understandable rage in Miguel, and I think that Johnny approves of being able to tap into that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he knows what he's talking about. I mean, Johnny again. Yeah, he lost to Daniel. But we find out in this episode that uh, his junior year, he never lost a point. Yeah. So basically undefeated junior year. Um, so the vice principal calls Johnny, right? She is from the school that Robbie, his son, goes to. Have we been introduced to Robbie yet? Just through that point? picture that was on okay. his fridge. That's right. So this is Robbie. Um, you know, we're assuming he's like 16. I don't think it ever comes up in the entire show. But he's in trouble, right? Uh the the vice principal calls Johnny. Johnny's like, oh, um, I'm the father. You should be calling the mother. And she's like, yeah, well, I can't get a hold of the mother. And I like this, too, because uh, apparently Robbie got caught with Molly. So <laughs> so Johnny's all like, oh, who's that? Is she a hot chick? Or <laughs> <laughs> Again, but, that's yeah. what Johnny, I think, would say. I think a lot of people would probably say that. I, I I know Molly is like the new ecstasy, but I still feel there's, you know, like a lot of people, you know, our age and, and older, they're not going to know what Molly is. Like you have to kind of really be in, uh, it, I guess, kind of privy to that culture, you know, whether it's hearing it in hip hop songs or. Well, I mean, there there's also the news. You know, okay. but Johnny doesn't so. strike me as the type of person that watches a lot of CNN. I don't, 
you know what? I don't think he, he all he has is Iron Eagle probably on repeat <laughs> on his <laughs> old CRT television. By the way, <laughs> I think that's all he's got. Uh, so you know, yeah, you're probably right. Okay, I didn't think about the news. Yeah, but again, I Johnny so. does yeah. not look like he. He clearly does not care about current events. No, no, he really doesn't. Um, so then we get a scene, um, dinner at the, the LaRusso's. They're having sushi. Uh, Kyler doesn't like fish, but he'll take fish sticks. That is very, <laughs> very common. Um, I love my wife. I would lay down on train tracks for her, but she's the same way. She will eat fish sticks all day long, but if you try to give her a piece of grilled salmon, she'll turn her nose up at it. I know what she'll eat at a sushi restaurant. She'll have a California roll. There you go. And you know, probably not even that because she she refuses to eat sushi. Doesn't but matter. There's no fish. There's Doesn't no matter. Fish. Doesn't matter. <laughs> if it looks like it, still won't eat it. It's, exactly. That's what it is. I got it. Okay. All right. Well, she is missing out. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Not even grilled salmon, huh? Well, I, I will take her portion, just there future reference. Okay. But uh, it, I actually laughed at this scene because my wife still tells the story about when she and I first started dating, and I went over to her mom and dad's house for dinner, and they made chili. And okay. I cannot stand beans to... No, no, I, I hate beans with a passion. Any type? Any type. Okay. And they loaded up their chili with beans. So, trying to be polite, I had one bowl, but I just swallowed them like pills. And I I held <laughs> on to that knowledge for 10 years until I finally told the wife. Oh, man. And I'm sure she wasn't offended, right? It's just... No, you know, you... she was actually flattered that I didn't want to offend her parents. And you held up for 10 years, too. That says a lot. Whereas Kyler, on the other hand, <laughs> you demands got fish that we make a special meal for him. <laughs> ah, well, it, it goes with the name, uh, I think. Um, I kind of like this moment. Daniel is talking to him about sushi, and he's, he mentions that, you know, a friend of his from Okinawa. I was like, well, we didn't learn that. So that kind of shows how much further their relationship went on, you know, after the, the movies, you know, after part three. Um, now, real quick, the one thing about this scene that kind of st- stuck out for me is is Daniel a little racially ignorant, too? I think so, because that's what I was trying to think. Um, I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty sure that Kyler, the actor, is uh, is Korean. And I think, uh, you know, obviously Daniel maybe thinks that he's Japanese. You know, he's well, just like, oh, ju- so... just the fact that he assumes that his parents are immigrants is kind of ignorant. Yes, and that is very real. You know, because I get that a lot. People are like, oh, we're, you know, where's your family from? And I go, Texas. Exactly. You know, and they're like, y- you know what I mean. I go, what, what do you mean? You know, and, uh, but, you know, my parents, they did come from Laos. I'm from Texas, but mm. my family, yeah, we did come from Texas, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I can see that. But, you know, Kyler's like, oh, I, Irvine, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know where your parents are from? <laughs> So, yeah, that, I think that alone, it, it shows that, yeah, his parents uh, were, well, I, I guess I don't even want to assume American citizens. They could have got, you know, their citizenship afterwards or something. But um, clearly he doesn't understand, you know, like, what is your background? Yeah, I, I think there is ignorance a, a plenty in this scene. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you're showing like the d- different, the generational gap as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, c- clearly, the, the kids nowadays, at least portrayed by Kyler, 
they don't know how to hold a real conversation. <laughs> no, no. So、um, Daniel asks about the the shiner that he's got on his eye, and I had actually kind of forgotten about the fight in the last episode because I don't know the the, the makeup was just way too subtle. Like, did you did you see anything? It was very subtle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so maybe it's been healing, maybe showing us a little passage of time,、mm-hmm. perhaps,、uh, or maybe it just wasn't as bad as we thought it was. You know, just a bunch of like body tossing and stuff. But、uh, yeah, finds out that you know Kyler, him and his friends got beat up at the mini mall by a guy, you know, using karate on him. Yeah, and he demands to know which mini mall. Yep, and he goes goes to that mini mall soon here. So you brought up the little, uh, little bit of shade thrown by Johnny and and the, uh, uh, you know how how to wax on wax off, clean the windows and all of that stuff. Uh, he's like, uh, you know what? How about this? Go finish up the toilet, and uh, you can finish <laughs> up by cleaning up the toilet, and、uh, you know what? Do that on your hands and knees. <laughs> Again, this is why I'm saying it's not about the student for Johnny at this point. It's about his power over the student. Here, here's somebody who's been beaten down by life. And finally, he has a chance to have the upper hand over somebody. That's all it's about for him. Yeah, I I just like you know his little chuckle because it,、uh, you know, I, I think he's still holding on to that question. Miguel's like, hey, how do you want me to clean the the window? Yeah, you know, so he's like, yeah, go clean the toilet and、uh, do that on your hands and knees, you know, <laughs> just in case you were wondering how to do that. <laughs> so I think I think that was a, a nice、uh, little little line there,、mm-hmm. but.、Um, Daniel shows up and he's like, "Hey, I heard you beat up some teenagers." And Johnny's just like, "No, I just kicked out the shit of some assholes that deserved it." And this this part was kind of tense, you know. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of liked it.、Uh, but Daniel says he doesn't want to, you know, rehash the past. Just、uh, wants Johnny to stay away from like his daughter's friends. And so this is where Johnny kind of picks up, like, "Okay, this this makes sense." You know, those those douches, you know, were your daughter's friends. I get it. You know, you're a Larusso. Yeah, I I think a lot of this whole season's、uh, tensions honestly could have been hashed out over some basic conversations at the get go before it started to escalate. Because if Daniel had gone in there with a calm head and said, "Hey, I heard this is what happened. I want to hear your side of the story." Granted, it wouldn't make for compelling television, but still, I agree with that. And do you think it would have been different? Maybe if he didn't have that PTSD moment, little flashback of like, you know, all the Cobra Kai stuff. It's possible,、um, but a lot of it also has to come down with the, to the fact that Daniel does need to mind his own business. He does, and I I think that you know he is、uh, very much different from when we first saw him when he saw Johnny to after having seen the dojo reopened and confronting、um, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny. Absolutely, you know? so, yeah, yeah. Uh okay so the episode basically well Miguel walks in and he apologizes to Sensei you know for walking in and so Daniel picks up like oh so you were his Sensei you know what don't listen to this guy because you might end up like him and um you know Miguel hears that but Daniel leaves Miguel's like oh um should I do twenty pushups on my knuckles <laughs> <laughs> and I like how Johnny's like yeah pff, like you can exactly yeah yeah that was great. And the episode ends with、uh, basically them kind of looking at each other from outside the window. I was gonna say a stare down, like、uh, two gunslingers. I like it, and I I thought it was a little、um, maybe not weird.、Uh, weird is a, a little much, but I I wondered why you know Daniel had turned on his headlights and then you know it's just shining on Johnny. 
Like, I don't know if that added any kind of effect, technically. I, I just, just to be that... a prick, you know, blind him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was just like, I like to stare down, but, like, why is the headlight still? I mean, I know he's about to pull out, you know, of the parking lot and his light's on, but I just... um. In, in, all, in all fairness, a lot of uh, cars these days, they automatically turn on. Okay. And Daniel has, a, you know, probably a luxury car because of, you know, his business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, okay. All right. I get that. Uh, so that wraps up that episode. Um, do you have any other thoughts about it? Uh, it, it again, it just kind of really serves to set up a lot of the foundation for these characters and their motivation. I, I, I'm really happy with how they structured everything. You could tell that they they took their time, and uh, I'm ready for the next one. I am too. I really like this episode. We get a uh, introduction of. A lot of the new cast members, you know, mm-hmm. the recurring roles, you know, mostly the kids. So Miguel, you know, he's our main kid. We get to meet some new friends of his. Samantha, same thing. A lot of her new friends. Um, and I like how we get the uh, different stuff with Daniel, different stuff with Johnny and Miguel. And then it ends with that stare down because now, now you know that they're going to uh, start sharing some more scenes together. Yeah. So that's kind of kind of what I've been waiting for. So I like this second episode, uh, kind of building the foundation for the show. You know, kind of like what you said there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we want to thank everybody for uh, joining us. Um, you know, we would love to take feedback, but we're just kind of like uh, recording these as as fast as we can, as much as we can. So, uh, but if you still want to send anything, you can, you know, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podstalgic or uh, on Twitter on my personal account at Rip Citizen. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, The Drunken Dork. You can also hit me up on Facebook on a little page called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. And if you guys haven't yet subscribed to TV Ate My Brain, please do so. Uh, we're available on uh, Stitcher, Google Play, you know, all, all the different uh, types of podcasting uh, catching apps, you know, available out there. You know, we do have a site, CortonParts.com. Uh, if you want to interact with me and Tom, you know, I also have a group page called Podstalgic and Friends. Um, you know, I, I'm i not trying to, like, throw in a bunch of different articles and uh, and what what have you in there? Uh, you know, we'll uh, I'll post the episode, and if you want to continue the conversation, you can do so. So, uh, check check that out. And until then, we will uh, see you guys next episode. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.